Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Talk About It Tuesday. I'm your host, Malin. And I'm your other host, Jamie. And an article that we have today is sciency. Is it sciency or science fictiony? Well, I don't think we can say it's science fiction anymore since it's actually happened. Okay, so let's just, we'll just put this out. This is another episode of Jamie's Greatest Fears coming to life in the news right in front of my face. It's fantastic. Uh, in fact, when I, when I gave Jamie the article, it says, the, I put in there, the future is now. Like, we are living in it. Um, today's article comes from the Washington Post. It was written on January 30th of 2024. Headlight reads... Musk's Neuralink implants brain chip in its first human subject. I knew I didn't like that guy. Well, there's so many questions about him, to be honest. Like, I know a little <laughs> bit about him, but I'm not going to I'm, I'm going to focus on the article. So we digress. We digress. Um, the brain chip startup Neuralink implanted a device in its first live human subject on Sunday. Uh, Elon Musk, the company's founder, said on social media, the patient is recovering well. And he wrote Monday. um, Adding the initial data from the device was promising. So this article kind of goes through the different parts of like the process of how this was happening for them. Um, Their motto in this company for Neuralink is kind of an interesting one. It will restore autonomy to those with unmet medical needs today and unlock human potential tomorrow. Um, the implant is in part of the brain that has control over movement and the device is designed to interpret a person's neural activity so they can control external devices such as smartphones or computer with their thoughts. Um, Neuralink's website states the device is currently in clinical trials, which are open to some individuals who have quadriplegia due to ALS or a spinal cord injury. Um, the article also mentions that uh, Musk was into some trouble uh, earlier because of the monkey that they were using for experiments before humans were having some medical issues. And so uh, they were looking at him as basically, um, I'm going to translate this to my opinion, which was abusing animals. Um, and now Wait a they get to... So he was having trouble with the animal subject. What did they decide that like the the health problems were based were because of the chip? These monkeys, after going through his procedure, um, had brain uh, debilitating health effects. Is what it calls it. Okay, who's the guy that signs up for the first one of those in people? After that, that's what I was thinking. I was like, who do you have to be? Kind of gutsy to be the first person that says, "Hey, show me the test subjects on what you've been." using and they're all debilitated. <laughs> I was like, no thanks. Well, and I guess the other question is, is does the FDA approve, does the article talk about like FDA approval or does like, was this approved by the government to continue these, these know, tests or whatever? Uh, the Neuralink was, has FDA approval for human trials. Wow. I, <sighs> I have so much to say, Malin. <laughs> let me let me try to finish recapping this, and then we'll get into it. Um, so, the Washington Post did reach out to Neuralink, and of course, they did not respond uh, to requests for comment. And the last thing I'm going to leave as part of this update um, 
or this review is I didn't, I wasn't expecting this, but at least 42 people worldwide have had brain computer implants. And that was what the Washington Post reported as of last year, including a paralyzed man who first bumped President Barack Obama with a robotic hand in 2016. Who knew? Oh, who knew? So the future has been here for a while, apparently. Um, well, at least the last year. Yeah. I don't. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I imagine the sci-fi movie or TV show where you've got all of the like advertising and such being, hey, look at all the amazing medical technology we can forge ahead with when with Neuralink or brain implant chips of computer stuff in your head. And behind the scenes, we're like gathering data and doing some maniacal reprogramming thing. And before you know it, fast forward, I don't know, a thousand years and we are Borg and resistance is futile. I, it's just, I mean, it is a script is what I'm reading. It's crazy to me. Well, and the one thing that I, I always kind of hold true to me when we read about these technology stories is if you have something that can be connected online through Bluetooth, anything that's going to be connected to the internet, you can hack it. And so what I'm concerned with is right now we're just getting people to move objects with their mind, which first of all is sci-fi, <laughs> my childhood growing up. Shadow my Jedi mind trick. Yeah. Like <laughs> I can't even like, I'm not one to be having computer things embedded in my body. I may sign up for something like that. If I can seriously just think about something like my phone and just get information anyways, but you fast forward a few years let's say 15, 20, maybe 25 years. And now it's a lot more sophisticated. And now you have people that are linked together. So social media is no more talking to someone. You know, social media is not going just to a board or a phone. You now can look through just in thoughts, Facebook, and you can comment at will, or you can mm -hmm. maybe take pictures of what you're looking at and send them right away through your Neuralink. Um, and so suddenly there's a lot of great advancements that could come from that knowledge. Imagine if you had the, all the, the knowledge of the internet, um, let's just say all the good knowledge of the internet at your fingertips, but now instantly in your brain. So what would be the need for school? What would be the need for, um, anything? What would be the point? Yeah. Yeah. So suddenly I have all of the information that I need literally embedded in my brain and as fast as my brain works it's processing that information who knows how you make those two things compatible but and again i am in i'm in the realm of sci-fi at this point but if you if you look down the road there's a lot of potential for this there's also a lot of potential for negative so right. think of all the ho horrible things we do on the internet now have all that embedded in your your brain well, and that's kind of, that's kind of the balance that I, cause I'll tell you what, here's, here's the other piece of that, right? Like I have this overactive imagination that has watched a lot of sci-fi movies over the years with, you know, the evil, evil villain in the, in the movie doing evil villain things. And, um, you know, this story definitely has that potential because of the players. Anyway, um, so then you add like my fascination with the technology and the science of it. And that, you know, I, 
how cool is it? How cool is it that we have the potential to be able to make someone who cannot walk, walk again? You know what I mean? That's, that's an incredible feat of science. Um, and here's, here's where, here's where it gets a little dicey for me. And you're probably going to love this statement, but for me watching the fumble that I feel our country has done as far as regulating the internet from the beginning, being able to regulate these kind of technological advances and being so slow to respond to challenges and problems that come up. That's where I'm like, oh gosh, I don't know that we have, I don't know that we have the infrastructure to be able to regulate these things to make sure that it's not being used maliciously or that it's not, um, that it doesn't open people up to being victimized or, or taken advantage of in some way. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's where, that's where my concern long-term comes from is that do we have the ability to anticipate what could be coming down the road soon enough to be able to say, okay, let's put some parameters around that um, and, and really look at the moral and ethical issues that might be surrounding that before we get there. Um, so yeah, that's, well, when you're talking about technology, the answer has historically been no. Government and policies move too slow when you think about all the technological advancements. So mm -hmm. at the speed in which technology is progressing, if we don't increase or adapt or improve the way we pass legislation it will never, it will always be playing catch up. So technology will always be out in front and it's basically a lawless, lawless industry because mm -hmm. you can do things that have never been thought of before that are immoral, or you can use them for a variety of different ways. You can exploit a lot of people and without those laws to kind of govern, it's the wild, wild west. And that's, you know, that's just one avenue. The other avenue for me is think of all the wonderful advancements we have today and how many of those are twisted for a perverse, you know, or I won't even go the perverse route, although I believe that how many of them are twisted doing things that they were never intended to do, right? Because people get a hold of them and they, they're inventive and they think of different ways of using technology or, um, there, there, you know, there, there's some people that are in the technology space that their entire job is breaking the barriers that this technology was built around just to advance it in different ways. So, um, one of the main things that come to mind is you have a lot of people in the technology space that spend tons of money in cybersecurity, you know, cybersecurity 15 years ago was a thought it was, yeah, we need to make things secure. Now it is a huge industry and companies spend mm -hmm. millions upon millions of dollars. And some of those individuals role is try to hack our system, try to break our firewall, get around our defenses. And so we can become a, a more secure company. You get this type of technology in those those hands and you have people that are not bound by a, you know, uh, any kind of um, corporate ethical um, document or, you know, um, any kind of scruples for that matter. And the sky's the limit. And now you have technology that's embedded in people's brains where again, if it can, if it can link to the internet, you can also be hacked. So now we have a whole nother array of medical issues, which is computer viruses attacking humans and how do a human brain activates and works if there is a computer that has a virus in it. 
That's and then you want to talk about downloading everybody's personal information. Suddenly, it's not just stored in your computer and it's password protected. Suddenly, it's your thoughts. It's maybe where your address is, maybe your whole life story, maybe where you hid your house key, right? Like all of the thoughts that are in your head, potentially, maybe at the um, the door for anybody who can hack your brain to start getting that information. Well, and that's, uh, yeah, that's, it's mind blowing to me. Um, the, it's funny because in the last 20 years, it's like the possibilities, you know, like, <laughs> Anything is possible, but is it really probable, right? If you'd have asked me in high school, is this is this probable? I, I no way, you know, because it's a science fiction horror flick movie plot. You know what I mean? Like, and and so it. I mean, it's just kind of mind boggling how fast things are changing, how quickly technology is growing and how much advancement it can offer us. I wish there was, I I wish I could think of an answer. Like I wish I could think of how do we harness all of the amazing um, advancements. And I mean, this is like a whole new frontier is what we're talking about. How do we harness that and in the amazing um, innovation that that takes and still make sure that we're protecting people. You know what I'm saying? Like it's such a a catch 22 or something like it just, it doesn't, I don't know. That's the scary part for me. I like to kind of reference a movie here for a second. I won't, I don't do this very often, but when I read this article, the movie that jumped in my head was um, Batman Forever, where you had um, the Riddler in there, played by Jim Carrey. Do you, do you remember <laughs> that movie? Oh, gosh, it's been a long time. But yes, I remember. So he was a scientist and he came up with technology. And if you remember, it was it was um, a way through your television, I think, to extract people's thoughts. And he had the device that all those thoughts came to and he put it to his brain and it was making him really smart because he was capturing all that information from all the people who were watching TV through his device, which his device was marketed, I think, and I'm going off of memory as a safe device to use, like an entertainment device. Meanwhile, it was actually capturing all the thoughts of individuals and siphoning them to his, I guess, his layer. But that's what I remembered is. Um, this kind of kind of echoes that a little bit where you have all these devices that people are probably going to sign up for. And yeah, this is a really good idea and all the different benefits. And I'm sure it's going to be marketed as um, a way to get information quickly and stay connected with loved ones. And it's probably going to be way more secure than having a phone in your hands. Right. But at the same time, the people who are making these devices, they could have a back door that they could be utilizing and getting information. So um, one thing that I found over the years that moved faster than, legislation is conspiracy theorist. So uh, yeah. So without getting my tinfoil hat on, I'm surprised that I haven't heard more about this from like conspiracy theories theorists, because they, they tend to see things trends a little bit faster and speak about them before they actually become reality. And so this one kind of surprised me because I thought for sure I would be, I'd be hearing something through that channel and I haven't heard anything. So, Okay. We could totally digress into conspiracy theories, but let's not, because I I do have to, I'm going to take it to task a little bit. They see the trends earlier before they come true. And I don't know that, I don't know that that's always the case. I suppose every once in a while they hit gold, but I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going some conspiracy route. I think, uh, 
you know what? At the end of the day, I think the biggest danger is that how is this going to be used for profit? And that's that's the biggest danger that we face. Look at Facebook, you know what I mean? Look at social media and how those have gone from, hey, it's a great way to stay connected to your college buddies to um, I'm going to put advertising in front of your face as often as I can and I'm going to connect it to things that I know that you're interested in because I'm paying attention to, you know, what you're clicking on and what you're liking. And so that would be a big concern for me is, you know, how how could they turn this into into profit. Um, because that's likely, I mean, that would be a likely direction for it to go to. Oh, I, I fully anticipate the whole reason why this is coming together is probably for the almighty dollar, just like any other good inventions. I'm sure that they start out with the purest of intentions, but it always ends with give me the money. Here's my concern with this piece of device, though, is I don't like Facebook. I can log out or I can stop using my account. I don't like Netflix, whatever it is. I can stop using. I can log out. Once you get this chip implanted in your brain, can you ever have it removed? And it just doesn't seem like it's maybe that easy to just turn off. And and that's where my concern comes from is you are you are you are embedding technology in your body in a very sensitive area of your body where I think it's, it's probably very evasive to get removed or mess with. That's where I'm like, you're pretty much stuck once you get it. Like, what are you, what are you supposed to do with it? Even if you turned it off, I mean, I have my phone off and I still swear it listens to me. So what do you do from there? (laughs) You change your settings. Some of them anyway, maybe I, you know, the other thought that I just had is, Oh my goodness, what happens when, um, you know, your, your computer won't update after four years, right? So are you going to have to go get a new one every five years? If this is a, if this is a thing, um, like go replace your microchip in your brain and uh, like, oh, that's, or when it stops uploading, like, you know, some phones are only magnet chargeable now, you know, you can't plug them in like you used to be able to plug them in. So is that going to be like, you can't, you can't use commerce without a chip in your brain. So now we're just implanting at birth so that we have the ability to do that. What? I mean, look yeah. at all the things that it could like that could happen. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. But some good food for thought, except that's not food for thought. It's good fodder <laughs> for thought. <laughs> Yeah. No, it was definitely interesting. I love these. Again, I'm a techie kind of technical person and I love listening about the advancements of technology. Almost every single one of them always scare me and make me nervous because again, with, um, great advancements come, you know, great opportunity to do even more harm, um, in the name of good. Uh, so there's, there's that, but all right. I think if we look at the time, it's kind of close there. So, um, probably should wrap this one up. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. We sure do appreciate it. Um, we'll be back next week with another episode of talk about it Tuesday and we will have a brand new article and probably a brand new set of opinions. Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye everyone.